Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. That's what you're listening to specifically. This is the morning after. I am Tyler Trumbauer alongside the athlete formerly known as Chewy here on a Thursday morning. Thank you all for tuning in on your radio on EdinburghNow.com or on the TuneIn app on your mobile device, however you're listening. We appreciate that. Chewy coming in here under the gun today. A little bit of a, a little bit of a late start for the man. Just woke up, what, minutes ago, under the gun, gets in here with, with about 30 seconds to spare. That yeah. kind of day for you, Chew. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people like to say I have the clutch gene. I don't know about that. I would say that. You say today that, was clutch? That comes into play right now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, Chewy Clutch Yukondu over there yeah. coming in under the wire. So he'll be waking up with you fine folks. I guess you didn't get a meal. <laughs> or I guess you didn't get uh, Stevie Simons' wake-up call. That, that's, that's from 7 to 9. Oh no, I didn't get that. You didn't get that. Nah. Nope. See, you got to That's why you got to have an alarm clock that starts with eight, with Fighting Scots Radio in the morning. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. This is a good thing to wake up to. So now you get to wake up to us here on the morning after, which you should be doing Monday through Friday, nine to ten a.m. Because that's what we do. So we're gonna have Thursday night football talk to start things off because uh, another week in the National Football League is about to get underway. This one means a lot to a lot of people around here. With Cincinnati and Cleveland clashing, some local markets, local big markets, to the Edinburgh area. And then we're going to jump into the NBA. And then maybe if we got some time, we'll, we'll, we'll sprinkle in some borough sports talk in there. Of course, we've had a lot of women's soccer talk this week um, with the women's soccer team being in the PSAC playoffs. And then we're going to have, and we're going to have some official breaking news here. Oh, some more breaking news. Legit breaking news this time. I'm not going to tease it and let it oh, go. Okay, it's not really great. breaking news. It's just it's just con confirmed that uh, this Friday's PSAC women's soccer semifinal between number one Gannon and number five Edinburgh will be heard live right here on 88.9 EdinburghNow.com and tune in with myself on play by play and Mike Fenner on color commentary live from McConnell Family Stadium on the campus of Gannon University in Erie. So we will be there. 1.30 kick, 1.20 pregame coverage will start, Chew. You'll be tuning in, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, I thought about it. You should be because number one team in the nation, the national poll came out last week, and despite Gannon losing in their regular season finale to East Strasburg, so now they have a one loss to their name this season, still the, na- the top-ranked team in Division Two women's soccer. Right there, 20 minutes up the road, Gannon, Golden Knights. Number one. Number one in the nation. Been it for most, if not the entire season. And they suffered a setback in the regular season finale at East Stroudsburg, but they are still the top team ranked in the nation. So, interesting. I was looking at the weather. The last time Edinburgh and Gannon clashed, horrible high winds, rain, the like. Gannon won for nothing. If you've looked at the weather lately, much of the same is forecasted. For this Friday afternoon. Going to be pretty warm. Not like today or yesterday. But it's going to be about mid-60s. Raining. Mostly in the morning. So there's an 11 a.m. game in Gannon. So that might have more rain than the 130 contest. But it also, I saw winds could guess up to 40, 45 miles per hour. So we could have another windy, rainy day at McConnell Family Stadium for this match so I don't know how that's going to play out so the ladies are going to have to fight through some more adverse conditions if they're going to want to upset the top seeded 
Gannon Golden Knights and get into the championship match. It would be the first time the Scots have ever made it to the championship match. I think this is our year. You think? Yeah, I think so. Things are just going right for the ladies, but we'll yeah. uh, maybe get to that a little bit later in the show. And, of course, we will talk about it tomorrow on our Friday show with Mike Fenner because um, he'll be talking, he'll be participating in the show to talk borough football. And then, of course, we'll have to sprinkle in some women's soccer as well. So with giving a shameless plug, Chew, to our Friday broadcast between Mike and I for women's soccer, I should mention as well our Saturday con- contest broadcast right here on 88.9, the home of Borough football, as we have another edition of Edinburgh football, this time on the road at Seton Hill, noon kickoff against those Griffins, those Griffins with only two wins this season. However, one of them was against Slippery Rock, the 10th-ranked team in the nation. Wow. So, interesting team. As Mike said, their highs have been high and their lows have been low. So we'll have to see what happens with them. But we'll, So basically, Mike and I are going to Erie on Friday to do soccer. Then we're going to Greensburg on Saturday for football. And if the ladies on Friday win... Then we're going back to Erie on Sunday for some, some more soccer. That's good work. That's good work by you two there. We're busy people. Yeah. We're busy people. I noticed you didn't mention that uh, the basketball team has a scrimmage on Friday, though. Well. Didn't mention that at you, all. I don't, I'm not privy to this because one thing is the ladies, the women's basketball team, too, mm-hmm. has their preseason schedule published. I know who they play. They've got St. Bonnie's coming up. Oh, yeah. Right. You guys don't publish don't. any of your preseason schedule. Yeah. So who are you scrimmaging? Uh, we play one of those uh, Penn State branch teams. Oh, because yeah. that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna be real close contest. Because <laughs> we saw how that was last year in the regular season. Would you guys put up like the most points ever in a Borough basketball game? Yeah, we scored like a bazillion, one hundred and forty. It was like Space points. Jam up there, some nonsense. Yeah, that was fun. So you have Du Bois. Um, it's a different branch. I don't know how many branches there are. There's a lot. Is it Barron? I have no idea. You you know nothing. Our coach uh, uh, clearly said they were they were tough though. He said there was going to be a lot tougher. So, I'm do not you sure. guys is that the so I know you had an intra squad scrimmage right? Um, yeah. You guys faced each other. No, no, yeah, you, well, yeah, we did. Yeah, that's we that's did. an intra squad yeah, scrimmage. Yeah, 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 and so now you're facing a, a Penn State branch campus. Do you didn't you guys went up against Miami, Ohio last year? Last yeah. year and you upset them. Why are you going back? They don't they didn't invite you back? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. They were up because that that was like national like news. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. So it, they're it probably embarrassed. Like, they, yeah, they probably would never bring us back after that one. I don't know. But I felt like especially after winning beating them last year that we would definitely schedule another uh division one team. Right. But that wasn't the case. We don't have any like Exhibition games, like we were right into the season after these scrimmages. Because coach just wants Slippery Rock so bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we all do. You just want Slippery Rock, but um, you're not the only team to not have Division One exhibition. Slippery Rock was supposed to face Tennessee. Oh yeah. In the in the exhibition, Fenner was all excited about it um, because you know SRU they, they 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 locked this up a year ago, but then Tennessee is pulling out of it and postponing it till next season. Uh-huh. However, to do that, Tennessee is giving SRU a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand? Yeah, to like buy to, them out of the game. Wow. I wonder why. Because the, the usually teams pay that type of money to play, to play. Well, like, Tennessee oh, would pay SRU to play. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
So well, they're paying them to not no, have to play because because it's it's to make up for the fact that they're now losing an exhibition game. Right. You know what I mean? Because they 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 probably are. They already made the plans. They already thought, okay, we're gonna play the Volunteers this night, and then just like that, now you're at an exhibition game, and then they're like you guys potentially without one this year. Right. So they're kind of putting the team, you know, on on an awkward position, especially if head coach Kevin Reynolds and company wanted an exhibition game that badly in the preseason before, you know, they, they got they, they came to Macomb Fieldhouse. Because they need some practice to make sure they keep up with you guys. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know, it's been funny. They've been Our coach has been telling us, like, they've been calling in, like, they've been having, like, random people call in to see when we play, to see, like, if they could scout us and stuff. So we were told not to disclose any information on our game, which I just did now that I think about it a couple seconds ago. <laughs> but you didn't say time and or yeah. date and or location. Correct, correct. So correct. we just know you have some type of stuff going on. Yeah, let me just stop. I'm just stop talking now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good thing Coach Clary doesn't listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, chill. It's early, man. It is. This is what happened. That's that's not the clutch gene right no, there. No, that's not it. I slipped up right there. You didn't say you're you're fine. You're fine. You didn't you didn't say any details. You said you're right. facing them. What are they going to do? Go 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 search at You didn't even say what branch campus. Right. You could be going you could go Penn State Lehigh Valley and go 6 hours away. Jeez. They don't know that. There's Penn State there's a bazillion Penn States, all true, right? True, true, true. Penn State is everywhere cuz it's the state of Pennsylvania. Thank you. Thank you for trying to make me feel better. I'm just telling you the truth. I I, I you haven't told anybody anything exactly. <laughs> Anyway, let's get to the National Football League because we can actually tell you who's playing and where in that yeah. in those contests. Yeah. Starting tonight, Thursday night football solely on the NFL Network. Now you don't have cable at all, right? No, I do not. So you because you only watch Arrow to begin with. Correct. So and you're not going to watch this game. Probably not. I'll probably catch the highlights though. That's 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 don't even start. That's a tubby thing to say. <laughs> so the reason I say that though is because only the NFL Network now has Thursday night contests. Before it was on CBS and the NFL Network. Now just NFL Network because that that's the agreement. Since Thursday night Fo- Thursday night football originated on NFL Network, too. Then they came into a disagreement with CBS, where the first like eight weeks of the season it would be on CBS as well as NFL Network. But then it drops off, and then it goes just to NFL Network because then CBS has to go back to putting on their like you know their regular prime time programming. And I hate that it's on CBS because it, it ruins my shows. I like to watch good shows, good series, you know, like. Like, your infatuation for Arrow and such. I like that. And, you know, I have to wait now longer. They, they have later starts in the fall season because we got to watch crappy Thursday night football games. Wow. Shut I, up. I wouldn't say crappy. <laughs> this is, okay, a, good, this th- is a good matchup. This is a, are you serious? <laughs> well, well, this is a chill, good – if chill. you're a Bengals fan – You should go back to bed. Listen, if you're a Bengals fan, I would want to see this game. Like, wh- what about for people that don't have cable, <laughs> like myself? Don't watch it. They want to see this game. Don't watch. You're screwed. Go find go go to That's the bar so or something. That's unfortunate. Go to go to the student center. They got TVs. You can turn them on. The they, NFL they, Network. They have the NFL Network. Probably because I get it in the in my dorm room. Tubby down in Titusville doesn't get it. Even even the mayor of Titusville, Tubby doesn't have it. Jeez. But I understand what you're saying though. I, I, I don't want that. I don't want that stuff on CBS. I understand what you're saying because especially if you have a. Infatuation, like you said, with the show. Like myself, I would want I would want to see it every possible moment I can. Right now, I'm not I'm not in love with a series like you are, but I do like to watch them. So, anywho, like you said, Cincinnati against Cleveland tonight. 
<clears throat> Thursday night football kicking off week nine in the National Football League. I can't believe we're on week nine already. There's only 17 weeks in the regular season. This is definitely flown by. Cincinnati, still perfect. 7-0 and so far this season. The first time the Bengals have ever been 7-0 and in franchise history. The Cleveland Browns, they're 2-6. and This certainly isn't the first time they've been 2-6. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is at Cincinnati. The line has changed a little bit. We talked about this yesterday with Tubby, just because he's a Browns fan. I had to bring it up for him. Um, he is a, it was a, the, the, excuse me, the Bengals were 12-point favorites at the time. Now, they're only 11-point favorites. <laughs> so the line has changed a little bit. Not much. Interesting, yeah, drastic difference there. So, the Brown, now this is a rivalry game, obviously, so you never know what can happen in rivalry games. However, the Browns are pretty beat up. Josh McCown, still nursing rib injury. Insert Johnny Football. Johnny Manziel getting another start in the National Football League. uh, Hayden in the secondary for the Browns looks to be out with a head injury. So those are some bigger names that are now out of tonight's contest for the Cleveland Browns. They needed all the help they could get just to potentially stage an upset. But now they're without some people they need. But who knows, Johnny could be Johnny tonight, and we could get Johnny Football, stereotypical Johnny Football, College, tonight, college Johnny football. So, what what are your initial thoughts of this contest starting off week nine, Chu? Uh, if you look on, you know, the matchup predictors that I've been see, uh, looking at, ESPN's Football Power Index, eighty two point five percent predict a win for Cincinnati, seventeen point three percent predict a win for Cleveland. There's a point one percent chance that there's a tie. Well, it's funny because usually. Usually in rivalry games like this, um, all stats are out the window. So the Bengals facing off against the Browns, obviously there's going to be a high amount of energy in the building. There's going to be a lot of intensity. These teams are going to be excited to play against one another. Obviously, well, not obviously, but I think the Bengals are going to come out on top simply because they've just been on a roll here. They're the Bengals. They're the Bengals. They've been on a roll. You know, they have better health. They're more balanced offensively and defensively. Uh, The Browns obviously are shorthanded, missing very key players, obviously Hayden and McCown being out and Johnny Football starting. You never know. You never really know what you're going to get, you know, out of Johnny Manziel. So I think – I think with those factors facing off against them and the fact that the game is in Cincinnati, I feel like the Bengals will come out on top on this one. I have to agree. I mean, I think I asked Tubby yesterday when it was a 12-point spread, uh, do the Browns cover in this game? And he he said no. I was expecting about a 17-point victory for the Bengals tonight. Mm -hmm. I was thinking maybe 31-14. Yeah. Potentially, I was uh, since, two scores. since Cincinnati wins, yeah, two touchdowns, two touchdowns, maybe maybe three scores overall for the Bengals. So, I mean, unfortunately, Here Fenner go, probably going to be upset tonight. This is not the go. first loss they've taken. Yeah, Fenner will be upset. The Browns fan that he is, and Tubby will be upset as well. The Browns fan, Browns aficionado. Fenner's a Browns fan too. Well, no, he's 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 a Titans fan, but there there was a. 
we don't have enough time for this. Okay. We're going to hit a break here, come back, though. I want to dive into the Bengals because, I mean, I, I'm more intrigued about the Bengals than I am about this matchup overall because, like, we both agree we think this is going to be an easy win. The point spread saying the same. The over-under is 45 in this contest for those of you that are interested in that. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to see about the Bengals. You know, they're 7-0, and but we've seen solid starts from the Bengals before. Obviously nothing to this magnitude with this being the best start in franchise history. But should we be talking about this? Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I don't know. That's where A.J. Green falters. We'll talk about that and more on the other side. The morning after is just getting started here, folks. You're not going to want to miss this. Stick around. Welcome back, 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. I don't know what that was, but that was like we had some Sunday morning like television church going on in here. Yeah, I was dozing off a little there. You know, I got to stop uh, talking about the uh, – that's not right. We're not even going to address what you just said. But we're <laughs> – I, uh, I got to stop talking about the songs that were previously played during our breaks because when I, I cut those out to go on to our podcast – and then when I, I, I realized that's when I added the podcast is that when I, we come back from the break and I, and I talk about that previous song, no one knows no, what the heck I'm talking the about is. because there was no song. So, like, I think yesterday we played, like, I Feel Like a Girl or something like that. And, like, I came back and I said I feel like a girl. And then it didn't it – w- it made sense on, on air live, but in the podcast form, people thought I just started the segment by saying I feel like a female. <laughs> like I changed genders during the break or something. <laughs> Oh, wow. I got bigger problems than that. Uh, so Jeez. let's get back to what we were talking about last time uh, before we went all holy on you. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, we think tonight should be an easy one for them, even though it's a short week coming off a tough, gritty win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another rivalry matchup, 16-10 to win on Sunday. Turn right around real quick, going home, Paul Brown Stadium, having to face the Cleveland Browns and... So they should get to 8-0. So that means they're halfway through their NFL season. Perfect, Chew. Now, here from on out is uncharted waters for the Cincinnati Bengals, already reaching that franchise record in for best start in a season. So now we brought up the schedule. And since, you know, this is sports talk and we're, we, we don't get paid to um, articulate our predictions and just prognosticate and, and what-if scenarios – all every day of the week and twice on Sundays. So now looking at their final eight games of this regular season, they've already had their bye. So they're just going to go straight on through. I think this division is almost wrapped up. Do you agree? I mean, you look at this division. Normally the AFC North is a tough, tough division that isn't decided until week 14, week 15, 16, or 17. We got the Ravens, we got the Steelers, we got the Browns, and we got the Bengals. Now, the Browns are normally not in the mix for the top of the division, but they sometimes play spoiler. However, looking at this division, the Browns are 2-6, and six, the Ravens are 2-6, and six, the Steelers are okay, floating around 500. Now, forget, don't forget they had to start not just Mike Vick in replace for an injured Ben Roethlisberger, but Landry Jones had to play a good amount. Who? for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the Bengals now are 7-0, looking to go to 8-0 tonight with another divisional win. Normally in this division, Chew, not only is the divisional winner in the playoffs, but normally one of the AFC wildcard spots comes out of this division. Do you think the Bengals... This is a two-fold question. Do you think, A, the Bengals are 
are have basically already locked up this division. Now they still have to play the Browns and the Steelers and the Ravens. So all they have to go through the division one more time after tonight. A, so that's the first question. Do the Bengals have it already locked up regardless, assuming they win tonight, regardless before they go through the second round of the division? And B, does the, wild, the, the one of the two AFC wildcard spots come out of this division like it normally does, or is this an odd year for the AFC North? Okay, to answer your first question, I think that after winning tonight, I think they will lock up the division simply because I think the other teams in the division, like you said, the Ravens and Steelers, and I think they'll beat each other up. You know, I think they'll beat each other up to the point where it's like they uh, maybe the Steelers win a game here against the Ravens, the Ravens win a game here, and then who's the other team in the division you said you mentioned? Ravens, Browns, Ravens. Steelers, Bengals. Right. That's it. So I think those other three teams will definitely be beating up on each other, and that'll cause them. I don't think one team is just going to go three and zero from this point on in their division. So right. I think that the Bengals have definitely locked it, locked this one up, especially after the win tonight. It's going to be hard for them to completely drop the ball unless they just totally collapse, have a colossal collapse. I don't think that's going to happen. So I think they've locked it up. And then to answer to answer your second question, I think it's a possibility that the Steelers could could get that wild card spot um i obviously it depends on their health right but i do think i mean with with ben roethlisberger coming back i think they have a chance i'm not going to say i'm not going to make any guarantees but i think if any team was to get that wild card spot it would be the steelers yeah, the Ravens two and six, the Browns two and six. They seem that they could maybe just play spoiler from here on out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like teams, they could just kind of ruin things. Right. You know? I mean, the Ravens are a pretty decent two and six squad. They've had a chance in multiple games to come back, and they were in it um, on big stages on Monday Night Football. The like, they just haven't been able to pull it off. It just hasn't been their year. Now they lose lose Steve Smith for the season. You know, it's a tough for the heart because everyone really likes Steve Smith, an yeah. older type of guy. Um, but he's gone for the year as well. So that's kind of so. Okay, so let's look at this. Now let's look at the schedule. How high can the Bengals get this win total? Because they, they, it's they have an easy night tonight. You would assume against the Browns with Johnny Manziel under center. Next, then they go to Monday. So they not. So then they have a long time because they have the Thursday. Then they have till next Thursday, and then till the Monday they play Monday night, November sixteenth. They host the Texans. Now the Texans, they're 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 not good. Yeah, I see them winning that game as well. And then here's the tricky part: they go on a Sunday nighter at Arizona. I think that game is up for grabs. I mean, I think it's a winnable game for them, obviously. But Arizona's not; they're not; they're no joke. Right? You know? They're legit. They, they will compete. They will play hard. They they've got talent. They're a good team. I think that's the true test to see this Cincinnati Bengals team. You know, we've seen Andy Dalton just explode in the regular season. When it comes to the postseason, he kind of just relieves himself in bed, kind of. You know, he's just, <laughs> he's just not that good in when it, after the 17 weeks of the regular season. If they're able to defeat the Cardinals, I am going to buy a lot of stock in the Cincinnati Bengals and say that a, that. Andy Dalton and company in Cincinnati has figured out how to win on a bigger stage. Now, I'm not going to completely buy in, but I'm going to buy some stock because I'm going to need to see a playoff win to really believe in this program, in this team. However, if they get by Arizona on that Sunday nighter 
at University of Phoenix Stadium. Here are their next three games. The Rams, the Browns, and the Steelers. They should win all three of those games. games. I don't because the Steelers are without Le'Veon Bell for the rest of the year. However, they do have big Ben Roethlisberger back. Now, they had Ben a week ago, but it was Ben's first time back. Right. A different type of Ben Roethlisberger. But if the Bengals are going to be a legit team, they should beat the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger. If they think they're that type of team, if they're a legit 7-0 and football team, they should not be worried about that. And then you go even another week past that one, Sunday, December 20th, Sunday night, or as of now, could be flexed out, at San Francisco. And San Francisco's a dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. When you're going to start Blaine Gabbert. Who? Under center. For the San Francisco 49ers and bench Colin Kaepernick, things are rough. Things are definitely rough. So I, I see the, the the two games that they could possibly – I don't think they're going to go undefeated, but the two teams are um, that could possibly – that they could possibly lose are definitely right. the Arizona Cardinals and they got – they got Denver coming Right, in. exactly. That's yeah. the next point. They have a Monday nighter Monday after that Denver. Niners matchup. Monday nighter at Denver. The, those two games, I could see <clears throat> a possible slip up. There. Right. Now, the thing to come in with that is is what is going to be on the line at that point in time? Is there going to be a team that could be fighting for home field advantage in the playoffs? Right. Is the divisions already locked up? At that point in time, in week 16 of the season... There's there, there's more at play than just a win or a loss. There's a there's a lot of scenarios for the playoff situations as far as home field, you, you know, winning your division. We'll have to see how things are shaking out in the five or six weeks leading up to that before we get to that game to really think because you don't know Peyton Manning might not play that game. Right. You know, and, and if there's nothing the Bengals have to play for, why are they going to play anybody? So that's really what depends. But you're right. Cardinals, Broncos, only two times. You could legit see this Bengals team, if they play hard, they played well for the rest of the season, they could go 14-2. and Agreed. We'll have to see. So that kicks off Week 9 tonight, 825 on the NFL Network at Paul Brown Stadium, Cleveland at Cincinnati, an AFC North battle. A good slate of action in Week 9. The bye teams, Detroit, Kansas City, Arizona, Seattle, Baltimore, and Houston. So we have six teams on a bye this week, including Mr. Ukondu's Detroit Lions. They, they need a bye for the rest of the season. Yeah, they need to just retire. <laughs> they, they chalk the season up. So. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. But okay. a lot of good stuff on tap for this one. Um, I know Chu's not really going to be too interested because of not having the Lions, the Lions in action. The Eagles at Dallas, the Sunday nighter on NBC at AT&T Stadium. Huge one for me, huge one for the NFC East overall. Some other good ones, Miami at Buffalo, that's an interdivision one. Uh, looking at Green Bay, Carolina. Can't believe that's only just a one o'clocker for that team, or for that matchup, because that's a heck of a matchup. That's a great matchup. Right, so hopefully that should probably be, a, a hopefully I'll, be, I'll definitely be watching that one. Whether it's on the cable or not, I'll be flipping on the ticket for that. And uh, Denver-Indianapolis, just because Peyton Manning against his old team, is a matchup to watch out for. And Oakland-Pittsburgh, because I'm, I'm liking Oakland. Uh, Oakland may make the playoffs, especially if that second wi- one of those wild cards doesn't come out of the AFC North. Could go to Oakland in the West. And then maybe St. Louis-Minnesota, because I, I think of Minnesota. Minnesota if, if I'm going to take Minnesota to be a legit team like Tubby's trying to get me to be, <laughs> I, they're going to have to beat St. Louis this week. Otherwise, not too many good ones. Tennessee, New Orleans, Washington, New England, Atlanta, San Francisco. Monday Nighter is Chicago, mm. San Diego. So otherwise, eh. mm. but we do have a few some a few good matchups. We'll talk about them more tomorrow with Tubby 
and myself here on the morning after in a full-fledged Football Friday with an asterisk because we'll talk women's soccer, but that's football, if you will. We're going to hit a break here on the show. Switch from the NFL to the National Basketball Association. Tubby's, or not Tubby's, Chewy's wheelhouse because the man loves basketball. It's my time to shine. Your time to shine will be next for us here on the morning after. Supporters of WFSC include Quickville a chain of 300 convenience stores and gas stations in the tri-state area, offering American-made fuels from Parent United Refining Company in Warren, Pennsylvania. Information is at quickfill.com. I just want to let that next song start on in because I like that start of that song. Yeah, I do. I do that's like a good that. song. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's good stuff right there, if you ask me. <clears throat> But uh, that's that's near, neither here nor there, and I'll probably get in trouble for doing that later. But it was worth it because <laughs> it's it's like a you know it's a good sports song. It is to start it up. It is kind of gets the juices flowing. <laughs> <laughs> so now now that you're now are you are you woken up now? I was basically doing that for you. Oh yeah, I'm ready to go. You ready, ready to, to go? go? Because now they're now we're switching over to the National Basketball Association. Last night's results, interesting night in the league. Uh, biggest game of the night was 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 what for you was let me guess was Los Angeles Golden State last night 112 108 Golden State emerges victorious uh, Stephen Curry 31 points Chris Paul with the measly 24 yeah measly <laughs> so I asked you this kind of before but I mean what do, what do you see of those two teams obviously the Western Division the, the the top division in the NBA right now. Those two teams, the top of the top division or conference, if you will, and uh, well, yeah. What do you what do you think of the Clippers and what do you think of Golden State? I mean, Golden State's still amazing, I think. Yeah. Well, let me say this before I even begin. All right. I was up. Um, I watched every second of this game. Is so that why you overslept? That's probably why I'm gonna attribute this game to the reason why I came in with 30 seconds to spare this morning. Well, I'm gonna. I, I can. I can. Um, give you a applause for that. Thank you. And then B, I can excuse that because you're doing some show prep. Exactly. Not like you're watching the Golden Girls or something like Tubby. Exactly. Go ahead. <laughs> like Tubby. All right, we'll get into that later. But anyways, this was a great game from start to finish. I thought that uh, I honestly thought the um, the Warriors are going to win by double figures. I thought they were going to win by like not a blowout, but like at least like 12 points, just because they're just clicking on all cylinders. They've been beating teams by 50 points. Uh, they, they beat a team by 50 points, obviously, this year. Right. So their win margin has been the most out of any team mm-hmm. up to this point. So I thought just because they were playing in a rhythm and clicking on all cylinders, I thought this game wouldn't be too close. It would be close, but not too close. Um, but I saw some good things out of the Clippers. Like I saw some good I – saw, I saw them come together because they got down. They were winning. It was just neck and neck earlier in the game. And then midway through, they got down. But – uh, they showed some resolve. They showed some resiliency and came back and made a play and had a chance to win it at the end. And obviously this game was a game hitted two all-star point guards against each other, a whole host of talented players. It was just a good one to watch. It was a good one to watch. And the, the, the Warriors um, behind Stephen Curry's 13 points in the fourth quarter came out on top. Um, but as far as what I see from these two teams um, – I was a little surprised by the Clippers and how well they played because obviously they have like they have a whole whole host 
they added a whole host of free agents. When I say host, it's like probably like three or four. It wasn't <laughs> that many. But they added a lot of new players, and it was good to see them come together, their chemistry kind of uh, unfold there. So it was a good matchup, and I was happy to see that they're putting things together pretty early in the season here. But the Warriors, obviously, they're unstoppable right now. They just look like they, they look like they haven't missed a beat after winning the championship. So let's hope hope they stay healthy. I hope everybody stays healthy. So it'll be a, a great NBA season if that was the case. So looking at this now, the Clippers, do they have they what do they need to do to emerge into that next level? Because I feel like they have talent, obviously. However, I feel they don't have enough talent to get to the where they need to be. I mean, they could probably they could probably rival the Cavs pretty well in the East. However, they got to go into that that gauntlet that is the Western Conference. Do what do the Clips need to do to get to that next level? Whether it's going out in free agency, whether it's maybe waiting a year and getting someone in. In, in the draft, what is it that the Clips need to do to get to where they're the Golden State level? Well, the, the problem with the Clippers last year was their bench production. They just didn't get anything from their bench. So they're, they have two superstars, and their, star, their starting lineup is as good as it gets throughout the league. But what happens is the start, they can't play all 48 minutes of the game. Yeah, Their bench struggled mightily last year Mm -hmm. and that's where they struggle again this year they went out and got some guys to help hopefully bolster their bench but uh, they grabbed they went and got Paul Pierce and Josh Smith Paul Pierce is older in age but he can still play Josh Smith is a good playmaker off the bench but what they need is offense they need scoring off the bench to take the pressure and the minutes and obviously the wear and tear off their first five because their first five guys can play with anybody in the league their only issue is getting their bench where it needs to be to the point where they don't have to rely on their starters so heavily. And that's where the Warriors excel because they can literally go 10 deep, 10 or 12 deep. They can literally throw anybody in there and it won't be much of a drop-off. Right. And that's why that's why you saw them win a championship last year. Not only that, because of good health, but they were able to rest their players. Their players were fresh when they needed to be at the times they needed to be. So that's the... That's the move for the Clippers, for them to, to get over the hump. They need to get some production uh, outside of people from their first five. So now looking at maybe, say, a Houston. Okay, Houston has James Harden. James Harden just signed with Adidas. He's a huge superstar himself. Okay, just just came on the wrong, just, or just emerged 119-114 victorious last night against Orlando, which, I mean, is, that's not that good. Orlando's not very good. Right, right. What what do the Rockets need to do? Obviously, they lost. Um, or I mean, obviously they 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 kind of get lost in the Western yeah. Conference. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I think you could say the same thing that I said about the Clips for them that they could rival the Cavs. They would be a top three team in the East. But again, they're in the West. What do the Rockets need to do to try to get up? Is it or is there? Any, or do the Rockets have any chance with the current roster they have now to be a an NBA champion? The Rockets, they're they're like one of those iffy teams that have a lot of talent, but they don't necessarily have. We don't know if the pieces that they have fit together right correctly yet. So you can obviously you can throw a lot of talent on one team, but you never know how the players are going to play together. Um, they just added Ty Lawson, who's a 
who's who's not a superstar, but he's a premier point guard in this league and get into the lane, cause havoc, and make things happen for his teammates. That was a big time move for them. And the Rockets, they I mean, they struggled out of the gate simply because I think simply because James Harden was struggling, like he was just he just didn't look like himself. Didn't look like the superstar he was last year. I don't know if that's because the the new Adidas deal or whatever's going on. But they've won their last two games here, and I think they're going to get in stride. I don't think that they have enough. I don't think they ha- that they have enough to compete with the Warriors or even the Thunder or the Spurs in the West simply because those teams are just super talented. Now, like you said, if they were in the Eastern Conference, things would be a lot different. They would probably be the number one or number two seed over there. But, unfortunately, they're in the West, and I don't see them, unless they make a big splash or in, in free agency next year or trade through, midway through the season this year, I see them being a top five seed in the West, but I don't see them advancing into the Western Conference Finals or into the NBA Finals or anything like that. I think they'll just have a solid year. And if they don't make a splash, they'll just be where they're at. But do you feel you feel it's it's really a necessity for the for Houston to go out in the free agency or get a trade this midseason trade right now if they want to contend this year? I do because because I don't think the pieces that they have they have two all stars James Harden obviously being superstar Dwight Howard being a perennial all star right but I just don't think they fit well together. You know, I don't think I don't know. Yeah, Howard hasn't done anything. In yeah, years. like he's just been there. He's just there, and he's inconsistent, and he's always hurt, and like he's just he's just there. So it's just like I don't think that those two can coexist together, and that's why I think that's that's why I don't think that they'll ever win a championship with those two together. So especially who being who can they West. go after? I mean, right now in the trade, like who do you feel would be that one piece that I mean, regardless of if that team would even. Part ways, obviously, with them. But who do you think would be a good fit for Houston that could catapult them into the legit contention in the Western Conference? Well, I don't think there is a piece out there for it. Where they struggled last year was in point guard play. They didn't have a point guard. Um, Their point guard, Patrick Beverly, had got hurt late late in the season. Right. And even before that, he was just kind of like a... There. Yeah, he was just there. He was just like almost like a role player. What they needed was another guy to facilitate offense and get things going. James Harden just handled the ball for the majority of the game. So that put a lot of pressure on him. Where they needed was another playmaker and a point guard. And they went out and got that. My thing with them is, I just don't think that their team, their team chemistry can coexist together. I, I just feel like they have pieces there but those pieces aren't the right fit. And mainly mainly Dwight Howard because he's just so inconsistent and he just seems like he doesn't even care anymore. Just collecting just a paycheck. Yeah. I mean, he's still a dominant big man, but it's just like when he goes out there offensively, he's turning the ball over defensively. Defensively, you know you're going to get great defense out of him. Right. Which is good. When you're that tall, you should have Yeah, but back in Orlando, he was averaging like 20 25 points a game like where right. where was that where's that Dwight Howard at so I just think his head's not in it and personally I don't think they they have a shot at winning a ring I think they have piece the pieces there but I just don't think the pieces are the right fit Sixers lost 91-87 it was a close one. Oh yeah but yeah, have yeah. you seen any of the Sixers action so far this year I have what do you uh, think of Jaleel Okafor? He's legit. He's a beast. He is. He's definitely a beast. I didn't see him being this good like, this right early. out the gate. Right. Oh, no. 
His scoring abilities in the NBA are, are, are pretty nice. He could definitely score. Yeah, he could definitely score. That wasn't the issue. But I didn't see him just dominating like he is as far as like he's, he had like 21 points last night. Yeah. So he's probably the leading contender for rookie of the year right now. And then the and then the uh, Sixers will trade him because that's what they did with MC Dubs yeah, when he was no the uh, rookie of the year. <laughs> so, but say if they have Julio Okafor, Nerlens Noel, imagine if they had Michael Carter Williams to go along with that. Dario Sarchik coming over, and they have what's his face that's still hurt. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. Yeah, I don't know what he's. I don't know. What the Sixers have like an all-star team of college basketball from like the last four years, but they can't win a game uh, uh, NBA game yeah the college game the NBA game's a lot different it, I mean what are the Sixers the si- problems the Sixers they're own for their problem is they just can't nobody wants to play there like you're not going to get a big name free agent to come to the Sixers for what like you can't entice one to come and then when they draft pieces their players get hurt so it's like like, Nerlens Noel was out um, when he got drafted. He got hurt his rookie year. Right. Joel Embiid's been hurt for two years. Like, has yet to play. Has yet to play a single NBA game. So these are like these are pieces that you feel like you're drafting them to build around. Then you draft another big man, Angelil Okafor, who's looking good right now. You know, hopefully he stays healthy. It's just like if you're drafting players and they're getting hurt, there's literally nothing you can do. And then on top of that, nobody's going to come to your city. Nobody's going to come to your team because you guys are awful. I mean, the Sixers, I think, in my recent memory, have had two bigger splash, if you will, free agent signees. One, Andrew Bynum, never played a minute Jeez. for the Sixers. I don't even think he's in the NBA anymore. No, he's not. Number two, I can't think of his name, but he was old. Knees didn't work. Um, he couldn't jump. I can't think I of his no name. Idea. It was not Greg Oden. I'd have to think of this. I have no idea. I'd have to think. Oh, uh, this is bad for me right That's now. That's actually a shame that those are your two big free agent splashes that come to mind. <laughs> right, and I can't even think of the second one. But really, Andrew Bynum didn't even play. What was the other guy's name? He can't jump. I remember making fun of him because his knees. Because <laughs> I remember any time watching the games with my dad, that any time he jumped, it was a good day. Jeez. But that's the Sixers. So, real quick, a few games tonight. Do you have that docket up for you in front of you? Um. Yeah, I do. Oklahoma City, Chicago, Miami, Minnesota, Charlotte, Dallas, Utah, Denver, Memphis, Portland tonight. What's the game you're watching? Uh, a lot of good games here. A lot of good games. I Pick like, one. I like the Thunder in Chicago. Thunder, Chicago That's tonight. That's 8 o'clock game. on TNT. Yeah. That is Chewy. That's what he'll be watching tonight. Good work today, Chew. Under the wire. Woke up quickly. Got, to, got here to spit some truth and knowledge here on the morning after. We appreciate the time, and we will see you on Tuesday next week. That's all for us today. We're going to send it on out for a Thursday show. You missed any of this, check out our podcast later on edinburgnow.com. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap things up on a full-fledged football Friday with an asterisk because we'll talk women's soccer. We'll have our usual cast of characters, Tubby and myself in studio, Tom Reisenweber at 9.15, Josh Gleason at 9.30, and most likely Mike Fenner calling in at 9.45 for Borough football and so- women's soccer talk. That's all for us. Thank you all for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day. And keep it locked, 88.9.